You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Kate, what are you listening to? Magic Foot. Oh. Um, I don't want to know. No, oh, <laughs> no it's, it's a song. Oh. What's that from? Hello, and welcome back to episode 25 of What's That From? A podcast where we explore musicals we don't know, but probably should. I'm Kate. And I'm Josh. And this week we're exploring the musical, the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. It was too easy. They handed it to us. For the 25th episode? We had to. It's the 25th annual <laughs> what's Putnam that from? County What's Up from <laughs> podcast. Podcast. So there. A quarter of the way to 100. Wow. Some milestones. That's... We've got 1,000 episode downloads. Come on. And our 25th episode. Two big milestones. So wow. if you're out there listening and you've been there from the beginning, this one's for you. And if you're just joining us, this one's also for you. And next week's for you too. So why don't you listen next week too? <laughs> Bring a friend. Tell, yeah. tell everyone you know. This is turning into like an aggressive plug for our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. Yell it on the streets. All right. Spell it out. (laughs) We couldn't spell it out any clearer for you. Let's dive right in. So, I think it's time for the 30-second plot challenge. I think you're right. But this time we're going to do a little twist on it. What? You have to spell every word you say. No! My heart literally just stopped. I was like, what are you about to do? (laughs) Here we go. Okay. A three, two, three. Go. The 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee is about a spelling bee that takes place at a middle school in Putnam County. Uh, it's hosted by a nostalgic woman who was in the spelling bee when she was a child. There's a bunch of quirky characters that are obviously trying to get into that like big spelling competition in D.C. Through a series of events, we find out more about them and their different lives. And eventually, the underdog takes the cake. They make friends. They learn about each other and have a really freaking fun time. Wow, you always end with 25 seconds left. You always are like, I don't need... It should be a 25 second plot challenge for you. And it's our 25th episode. For the 25th annual Whoa, Whoa. That was cool. Kate. <laughs> I planned it. <laughs> I planned it. The show. This show. It's a goodie. It's 
Oh, great. And this is another one like I was talking about with Sideshow, where I knew I would like it, but for some reason I was saving it for later. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad. <laughs> and because you were right. It was great. <laughs> I like I like anything William Fenn does, pretty much. I really like his music, because I think he gives me, like, Sondheim energy of, like, the really, like, interesting, unique musical patterns and, like, the artsy, like, other layer of writing, not just, like, surface level. Like, there are so much layers to his songs and lyrics, Mm -hmm. but there's so much musical theater in them. Like, they're, they're all so... Broadway, Broadway, you know, like, so like yes. If people need a reminder, head on back to the episode on a new brain with music and lyrics by the same William Finn, who also wrote falsettos. And I was just thinking, like, so much of the show, I was just thinking about him. I don't know why, not necessarily about like the piece, but I was just thinking about how much I really enjoy his writing. Yeah, he writes just genuinely good music. <laughs> yeah, like it's just good music, and sometimes it's weird. Yeah. Sometimes it's quirky. But I like that. But it's about so it. unique. So unique. Yeah. <laughs> Great job, William. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> what I really liked about this one was that there wasn't necessarily like a plot. You know what I mean? Like there's a given circumstance and like a time limit and a setting, which ends up being like the plot is the spelling bee. Right. It's watching all the different people go up. But what I really liked was he uses this, like, motif a lot of, like, giving a setting. And then it's all, like, vignettes of Mm -hmm. these people's lives. So I really liked Mm -hmm. how the spelling bee felt to me just, like, a function of plot to, like, have us have a glimpse of each of these, like, kids' lives. Because they would just come up and then sing a song. Like, they would get a word, which I thought was so smart, that would just trigger a memory or story so that we could learn more about their lives. So then it was yes. like the setting also played a role in like giving us a key into each of them because each yes. word was a key into a new story about them. So I was like, I just loved how the spelling bee was used as a, like, to move a the tool. plot forward, a tool yes. when it wasn't necessarily just like he meets her, they like each other, but then she's doing this thing. And like, there was like a plot. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yes. There is, but it's like it's more like about the vignette. It's, the vignettes, like, yeah. it's like, here's a place, right. here's some people, right. go. But I, but I love how they used it. Yeah. It was so smart. I totally agree. So smart. I totally agree. And I think for, for a show that I actually think really accurately describes children's thought processes, yeah. like they're, the way that they think about things or how they answer things or do things, I think it's really smart to not have like a crazy plot. I mean, yeah. listen, there are some things that happen. Obviously, it's There's not just- stories. It's not just- There's a, a lot of stories. Yes. Right. It's not just like random songs. Right. For and sure, like, for sure, for sure. You know, and in the end, like Olive becomes friends with like Barf- William Barfitt. They build relationships. They build relationships yeah, yeah, yeah. and they learn about each other and they're all a little quirky and silly and- through a series of events, they all end up rooting for each other. And, you know, there's there's things that connect them. But really, they're just It's a really unique game. show. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I love it. I guess what I'm trying to say is it felt more like a concept musical to me. Yes. No, it literally... I, and I also think because it's so funny and witty, it just sounds like it's literally like, all right, um, the setting is a spelling bee, your children, and you all have something different to say. Ready? Go. And you know what's, <laughs> what's funny is that it's based off of 
an um, improv an improv sh- right. play about a spelling bee. So it's literally what they did. And then right. they were like, this is great. Like, we should do a music. musical. Yeah. And I, and I was thinking also about how fun it must have been to develop this piece. Right. Because so many things that like they'll like plant the seed for in the beginning come into play later. Yes. So I'm like, oh, like this must have been so much fun. Right creating and they have in the show they have members of the audience come up on the stage to be part of the spelling bee which obviously inviting any stranger onto the stage that's opening a door for improv and opening a door for them broadway debut off the street off the street (laughs) suddenly they're on broadway i gotta say when i saw motown there's one part where diana ross like the supremes are doing reach out and touch somebody's hand and and she's like everybody i see even you in the balcony stand up and i was like i'm in the balcony and as i said i was like this is my broadway debut She's like, everybody's singing. I'm like, I'm singing on Broadway. <laughs> First Broadway show I ever saw. Wow. You're, you made it. Is that on your resume? No. That could be fun. Could be. You're like, already made my Broadway debut. Motown. <laughs> I so confused. Oh, that's funny. Anyways. But this show, I like... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To describe the plot is going to be, I feel like, a little interesting. Because it's based, I mean, really, we've kind of covered it. I mean, the the two, like, spelling, uh... I don't know what you'd call them, like proctors or like the people that are the leading the hosts, yeah. the bee hosts. Rona, Lisa Peretti. Which like, what a, uh, Rona? The, the, Miss Rona. Literally. <laughs> Literally Miss Rona Lisa Peretti. That's what we should be calling her. <laughs> Corona's out. Rona Lisa Peretti is in. <laughs> That's exactly right. Rona From Lisa now Peretti. on, I'm only calling COVID-19 Rona Lisa Freddy. Done. That's it. That's the, that's, you can't beat MAME. Start but, the hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> you can't beat MAME, but Rona Lisa Peretti, done. Shut the world down. Shut the world down. <laughs> Thank you. Correct. <laughs> so she's, she like is setting up the B when the show starts. And I really liked her character function in the show too. Yeah. And her music all is so good. <gasps> Stunning. Yeah. She's like mixing it's pretty music. For the gods. Yeah. I was like, she sounds young. She sounds good. Yeah. Butter. <laughs> yeah. So she comes on and she's talking about how she won the third annual spelling bee, which, which do I, the math. Which I also thought was like so smart too to have like the host of it like mean so much to her. Like like we didn't say we haven't really talked about this yet, but it's very caricature cartoony. Like yeah. so much. Like mm-hmm. if you're not into like sticky, like it's not going to be the show for you because right. it is like yeah, one big bit, a comic it's a book, bit. yeah, and it's perfect. 
Yeah. That's so good. Don't don't ever change. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so she comes on and is like having her little nostalgic, like I'm in the same town I was in, but I won the third spelling bee and I'm so excited. Reliving yeah. my glory days. I can't wait for you to watch it too. Can't like she's wait. like kind of like telling the audience too. Right. So then she, and I, they do break the fourth wall a lot in the show too, which is also super fun. They refer to the audience as some characters or they like point different people out or like they use the audience as the audience of the spelling bee. Also, thank goodness. Like love that. It would be so awkward if they pretended that there was no audience yeah. there. So um, she's like R- Rona is uh, in, in bringing everyone in, introducing everyone, kind of just like starting off and like... Prepping for the bee. Right. And she also um, brings the four people on stage that are the going to be the little the audience little members. bonus. Yeah. The little audience members. So we meet, like, Chip, who was last year's champion, who's a Boy Scout. Schwarzy? Schwarzy, yeah. Schwarzy? Yeah. He's the youngest, and he's, like, into politics. <laughs> he's, like, one of those middle school kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that thinks they know so much yeah and then coney bear yeah who is um comes <laughs> from like hippie parents yeah which makes sense with the name and then we get barfay yeah william barfay who um who's allergic to nuts personally relate <laughs> <laughs> you say <laughs> to barfay me <laughs> and um everybody loves <laughs> marcy who is an overachiever mm-hmm. and olive yeah. All of like the sweet, the sweet, like yeah, yeah. And in the beginning, the in the beginning of the show, it's expressed that she doesn't have her twenty five dollar fee to pay, and she like took a bus to get there by herself, and and they're like, okay, like we'll let you into it, yeah. They like it's her first little taste of like oh. the sadness that's in her life. Yeah, poor Olive. And like we do like a lot, like even though the show's very silly, very quirky. It's like a lot of sad things to there think are. about. Like and it's very yes. fun music, but like a lot of the context underneath it is just like I don't know. It's kind of sad when you think about it too, because I'm like we're watching kids talk about like all their trauma that's gonna right. really like mess them up when they grow up. But I guess maybe that's also the genius of yeah. it. You know, like hearing a kid be like, "I'm not that smart." People tell me that, but they're like so like, hmm. Well. Anyway, someone told me this, you know, like, because right. they're kids, they just go from one thing to another. But when you actually listen to it, you're like, that's terrible. Traumatizing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so then um, they kind of start the the bee. And, um, like, Olive is like, you know, I'm like, can I save that spot for my dad? Right? Yes. Like, that's kind of part of the bit, too, is yes. that, like, her parents aren't there. They're not there, but they're saving a seat for him. Yeah. And then... I, I wouldn't say... I don't know that, like, Olive is the main character, but I feel like she's the one that you follow yeah. mo- most. And I think even in shows like this, you kind of have to have... She has, like, a through line. You more. have to have a through line of some yeah. sort. So I think that's Olive. Olive it's kind of like the, a like, chorus line, too. The... Like, it's like... Cassie's not, like, the lead of a chorus line. Right. But, like, she's probably the story that you can follow from beginning to end the easiest. I see. Yeah, that's very... And very because she has, like, that great big song people think of her as the lead of it, but yes. she's really not. Right. Yeah. I feel like that's Olive. Yeah. Olive, Olive is, is the Cassie of this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That might be, like, my favorite comparison yeah. we've ever It kind of makes sense, honestly, when you think about it. It does make a lot of sense. I understood that perfectly. 
Spell so, me the words. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a chance to come through. <laughs> All I ever needed. That's hilarious. So the uh, they kind of start the B, and they start the spelling with the um, like audience members involved. Yeah, that's how it starts because they kind of need to they need to get them off the stage. Right, so it's, they like, it's a funny them. bit and it's over. <laughs> yeah. So they start with like the the audience members up there, so they kind of go through things with that. We oh, we also meet. Um, we have Miss Rona. We also have Vice Principal Douglas Panch, who was like a last minute choice to be like the word pronouncer for it. And um, Mitch Mahoney, who is a <laughs> menacing ex-con. <laughs> he's incredible. That character's incredible. Yeah, he's like the comfort counselor. So he gives out like juice whenever, or like punch whenever people <laughs> get eliminated. He comes out every time like the bell rings and they get off and then he sings like a beautiful ballad <laughs> about... It's just hilarious. So funny. It's so good. So he's the comfort counselor, the vice principal, and Miss Rona. A motley crew, for sure. Right. So, so they're all doing their spelling thing. Logan Schwartz and Grubinier, she's called up first. And they kind of go through a bunch of different characters, you know, just as a typical spelling bee would, calling them up, spelling, moving on. And then we have like a flashback of like, as they go through of different things, like we find out that Coney Bear only made it into the contest because <laughs> his school's winner and the first runner up. <laughs> Both couldn't attend because of um, the winner's uh, bar mitzvah, so <laughs> he just was an automatic in. <laughs> Which is just so sweet. Like, oh my gosh. But then he, like, doesn't have any, like, passion, really, or skill to win, but then he'll, like, snap into a trance, and then he'll, like, spell the word perfectly. Yeah. Like, he has, like, a... They all have, like, their own little, like, quirks quirk. and ticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is just so cute. And so, yeah, he goes into these little trances... And then, um... Olive goes up, and she's, like, shy. Like, and it's she has a complex of, family. Right, it's because of her parents. Her, her mother's in India on a spiritual journey. Eat, pray, love. Yeah. And then her dad is, like, always busy. He doesn't have time to spend any time with her. Yeah. And as she, like, foreshadowed, she's saving a seat for him, and he's not there. And she took the bus there on her own, which is so sad. Right. But, so, she's all... Oh, like my friend, the dictionary. Very I Matilda. Just, like the only person she had was the books. The books, except this book has no the words. plot. Yeah. <laughs> it's the letters. <laughs> so it's like Matilda, no magic, just drama, no books, just letters. <laughs> That's what I'm getting. Olive is Cassie and Matilda. Olive is Cassie and Matilda. Thank you. We've done it this time. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. The dictionary, though, it's so funny because it's just like a book of words. Like it's, it's, it's like at least Matilda like was reading, was reading, getting smarter. <laughs> but she just like knows every letter and word. I mean, I hope she knows every letter. But yeah, <laughs> wow, that's funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so then, um, they keep going through. The audience volunteers, and there's a formula with the audience volunteers. Like, they start really easy, and then the second time, or, like, the second volunteer goes up, and they give them a really hard word. There's, like, a whole, like, thing with that. They thought is, about it. It's built into the <laughs> They were show. like, how do we get these people out of here as how soon as possible? How do we get them out of here? That's literally their 
whole thing. So then William Barfay is called up and he um, goes up to spell and his little thing that he does is he spells out the word with his foot on the ground. Magic foot. That's his technique and it uh, it, and it, works. Mean, it works really well for him. Yeah. He visual I I mean I, I don't know if I, <laughs> I mean, like to, I used to watch the spelling bee on TV. The DC yeah. one. Did you watch it too? I've seen clips. Okay. Uh, I like Aquila in the He's seen me too. Great yeah. movie. But I mean this isn't like it's a funny little bit, but I feel like it that would totally someone would totally do that. I, think, yeah. I feel like I've seen people do it or they write it in their hand. At the the DC spelling bee, the big like. Hey, the if it works for you, it works for you. They gotta visualize it. So Barface got his magic foot. Cute, cute, great. Also a great song that he sings about it. But see, the thing is, he didn't sing the song until later, which yeah. is something else I noticed is that they would introduce something, but the characters wouldn't sing about it until a little bit later, which I thought was smart too. Mm-hmm. So then it feels like you're more in the world of it. Yes, and it's not like oh, I'm singing about this thing I'm gonna do. It's like oh, you've already seen me do this. Here's a song about it. That's just my, that's me as a human. Now I'm going to dehumanize it by making it a song. Right. But not like, you oh, experience here's this sticky song. Yeah, I like that it wasn't mm. just all like they introduced the thing and they sing about it. It was like they would like plant the seed and then it would come in later. Yeah. You know, I like Good that. point. I really do like that too. So then um, he goes up. He's doing a great job, obviously. Then the... There's more audience participation. Um, and this kind of like sparks the song Pandemonium, which is uh, audience members are getting really easy words to spell like cow. Right. And then someone will go up and have to spell some crazy word. Right. And then they sing this whole song about like life is so random and unfair. Like, why do we have to do? Why are we doing all this when I'm getting this crazy word and they just spelled cow? Right. A very funny... So funny. Pandemonium is the name of the song, which I think is... It's a good one. I think it's great, too. So then... So then Logan goes up? Yes. Looks like Logan. (laughs) Logan, Schwartz and Grubinier. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So then Logan goes up and... And then, like, it's shown... She, yeah. yeah, It's shown that, like, both of her father's are like arguing so like that's her trauma yeah she has two dads and they hate losers yes. like that's their whole bit is they hate people that lose so this she's gotta got win pressure yeah she's gotta win talk about pressure jeez and then um leaf coney bear goes up and he doesn't know how to spell the word again but then he like ends up spelling it right ends up going into that trance again and spells and he sings a sweet song. I'm not that smart. Leaf Coney Bear is the sweetest character. It's a great song. He is so goofy and he has no idea what's going on. It's so flighty, and then he goes into this trance. It's just so sweet. Love it. But that's like the sad song I was talking about, where he's like, "I'm not that smart." It's a My great song. It's so I'm quirky and cute, and- but then it's just like, yeah, everybody tells me I'm dumb, and I am. Because he just accepted. Oh my gosh! Yeah. But he's not. He's smart. He spelled he's all these words. Yeah. And then uh, Barfay goes back up and this time sings about the magic foot. And like it's like jazzy Broadway, like <laughs> so smart so too to like give somebody a tick that you could use as like a Broadway musical number. Yes. Magic foot. And then it's like a soft shoe dance. So it's like, good. So like, it's like genius. Genius. Yeah. Then um, Marcy goes up and she has like a really hard work and or hard word, I mean. 
She, I mean, she's putting in the hard work too. <laughs> she's putting in the hard work, and she gets a hard, a hard word. I wouldn't like. I, I will say I'm, I'm reading that. I'm reading some of this. Like, I can't even pronounce these words. No, nope. I wouldn't even attempt to pronounce the nope. word. So she spells a hard word. <laughs> it's, it's. I don't even know how to pronounce it. And so, this is kind of setting her up to be very like. She is the overachiever, perfectionist. Gets to the point. She's not being goofy. She's not messing around. She's here to be the best. Right. And then Rona mentions that she's just all business, but that leads up to also like, her song. Right. Like, oh, makes her take a step back. Yeah. And so then uh, Chip Tolentino goes up um, and not paying, he, <laughs> not paying attention because he's looking at uh, Leaf Coney Bear's sister, Marigold, and he. She's in the um, audience. She's in the audience, and he doesn't want to go up because he has an erection. <laughs> so he's, he's like, young. He's going through puberty, and he and he's like, Marigold Coney Bear is out there, and now I just like really feel so awkward, and so he has to stand up and like go up there, <laughs> and then he gets like a like a sexual word that he has to spell. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> torture. They just start digging it in so deep and then in like the like the stress of all of that he misspells the word and then tries to go back and they're like nope you can't, can't change the order can't of change the order of what you've done yeah and he's begging because he won last year yeah and they're like nope you're off they're like sorry and then another pandemonium happens and they're like oh my gosh the winner just lost the- yeah and then rona is getting such like joy out of this She's living. And yeah, because like each time like something really dramatic happens, <gasps> she like turns to the audience and she's like, "This is my favorite." Yeah, part. she's like, I this, "Love when this happens." This is the big upset. She's a fan. She's a fan. Fan of the B. And I love when you just remember these kids are like in sixth grade, and she's invested. She's in the beehive. She's in the, the spelling beehive. beehive. It's so true. So then, um, yeah, he's he's Gonzo. And then the last audience speller gets eliminated. Um, and they geez. give them just like so many difficult words to really just get them yeah. out if they keep winning. And fun fact, they once had a actual speller, a person who won the National Spelling Bee. And they, I think they literally had to ask them to just like, like, thanks for, thanks. And please go sit Here's down. your honorary or award. Or maybe like <laughs> tell them to not spell it right. Because I think they went on, it went on for a long, long time. That's and, what you get. And then Mitch, the comfort counselor, sings a beautiful song Ugh. to the audience member for making it that far. Yes. Prayer for prayer of, of yeah. the comfort counselor. So good. Very I good. love that song. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's so good. <laughs> I really like how William Finn does very Broadway songs and very like rocky, like pop mm. rock songs. Like so it's like some of these songs are good just like jamming out songs. True. And then some of them are very like Jazzy Broadway. Yes. You know what I mean? He he writes that line very well. I agree. Because like that song feels doesn't really feel like a Broadway song. No, it also me. yes, I agree. And I like it because the show everything feels like it fits together, but at the same time it doesn't really feel like it fits together. And I like it. Because all the characters are so different yeah. and everything is so goofy and random that they don't sound jarring together, but they don't all sound like, oh, that's clearly from the same show, which I kind of like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So then the remaining spellers are, like, going on a break. Everyone's just, like, taking a little 
a little pause. They're tired. They're children. They're in the spelling bee. And then Chip. Uh, he's back. This yeah. time he's selling, selling snacks, snacks <laughs> in the audience because this was his punishment for being the first one eliminated. So, so And he sings a song called My Unfortunate Erection. Absolutely hilarious. Chip's Lament. It's stunning, incredible, Super amazing. Funny. Yeah. He's passing out like snacks in the audience. Perfect. No, <laughs> no other notes. You're thank you. Yeah, but then Barfay taunts Chip and throws a bag of peanut M and M's at him. Yeah. Well, no. Oh no. Like Bar- Barfay taunts Chip and Chip, and Chip throws, throws a peanut M and M's at him, and Barfay's allergic. Yeah. So Olive picks it up for him, but I just I didn't like that part. I didn't think it was funny. <laughs> you said that is so triggering. I mean, I don't want to go on a rant, but I personally don't like when they use like allergies as like a comedic joke because they often are in yeah. movies and TV yeah. shows and things. Yeah. And then it just kind of like desensitizes people to it. And then it makes it seem like it's not as serious of a thing. True. Because the only like co- like content of allergies that people see in like media is usually as like a comedic function. Fair. So That's a fair point. Kind of lessens the intensity of it for me. I'm kind of exposing myself. I did know this show before this, and I have seen it, and I don't remember that part. So it's like cool. it's not the f- it's it's not that funny of a bit. Good. You know what I mean? It's like I read it, and I was like, "There's I don't many like that. funnier bits yeah. in the show. That bit is just like okay." Yeah. I also feel like you couldn't even tell their peanut M and M's from the audience right. unless you know what the bag looks like. I just like he's like throw something at him, right. but I agree that. Allergy should not be a shtick. Thanks. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so then Olive like picks it up, which is like, oh, Olive's so sweet. She's so nice to Barfay, even though he's kind of weird. And so then they're like, oh, they have like a little like they have a little thing, a little cute moment, definitely. And so like Olive and Barfay like both are being awkward and like they're conversing and they have a little yeah, a little thing, cutesy. And then the break's over. <laughs> and Rona's like, well, here's the finalist. Yeah. And so um, then Logan comes back and she sings a song about her two dads. Woe is me. Woe is me. Another good song. So good. It's another so- sad song. <laughs> <laughs> now that we're getting into it, they are all a little sad. Yeah. <laughs> with like a happy beat behind them. And so then... They go through a lot of rounds through like a series of just like a sequence of speeding through everyone going up to the microphone. Right. Clearly, they're just passing time, whatever. And then um, Leaf gets eliminated, uh, which is so sad. And he sings, I'm not that smart again. But he's happy because he made it, he made it really far, far, farther than anyone thought he would. So he's happy. and He's proud of himself. And then uh, Marcy comes back on to spell something. And Rona, in announcing her, it mistakenly says, oh, well, Marcy speaks five languages. And Marcy's like, um, uh, no. And she's like, oh, sorry, I, I thought you spoke five languages. And she's like, no, I don't speak five. I speak six. <laughs> and, like, sings a whole song. And about- it sings, like, the song, like, like everybody knows from this show, but is my favorite song in yeah. the show. Yeah. It's so good. So good. This, Yeah, that's, like, the What's That From song. Yeah. I speak six languages. Absolutely incredible. And so she ends up, like, showing off and then gets another easy word. Camouflage. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, my God, like, dear Jesus, can't you come up with a harder word than that? Yeah. And, and then, then Jesus <laughs> appears. <laughs> Jesus I, literally appears I and love, is like, 
Oh, Jesus, you are man. in control of your own life. Nothing matters. <laughs> and then she's like, nothing matters. And so then she intentionally gets the word wrong and is like, I'm out. I'm like that grounded and centered I and I don't need this in my life. love a Jesus bit. That is hilarious. She's like, dear Jesus. And he's like, he's like hello. hello. <laughs> he's like, it's me, Jesus. So funny. <laughs> so funny. And then um, we cut back to Olive and her dad is calling her to tell her that he's going to be late. Um, of course. And so sad. And her, like the vice principal like tries to... Like, not let her answer, but she does. And he's like, yeah, I'm running late. Bummer. Right. Big bummer. And then, like, the vice principal, um, it gets, like, annoyed and, like, loses his temper, which, like, kind of goes back to it in the beginning. We didn't mention this, but, like, he was, like, banned from the spelling bee because of, like, a previous incident that yes. happened that we don't know about. Right. And now we kind of see he just has a temper and yeah. he kind of lashes out. Yeah. Um, Lashed out at Logan. And then um, he's escorted off stage. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, Logan, like, is up next. And then, like, one of Logan's fathers jumps on stage to, like... Calm her down. Calm her down. It's a random situation. I don't know where it just, like, escalates. Yeah. But then, through a series of events, dumps soda on the ground on accident. Or, no, actually, no. On purpose. On purpose. <laughs> Because he wants to win. He wants to win. He hates losers. And so he dumps soda on the ground so that Barfay's foot will get stuck and it will not be magic anymore. Right. And so then after that, that's like the big, uh, ooh, that is so catty, first of all. Hello. And so then um, Olive goes back up and And she's sad to learn that he's running late and and then she gets a word that, like, triggers her, like, imagination about... And she sings a song called The I Love You Song. Oh. And just sings about how she wishes this is what her parents would say to her. So beautiful. She just wants to be loved. That song is it's stunning. It's so good. Stunning. And so then Barfay goes up and his foot's stuck and... But he spells it right anyway because he's good at spelling. He doesn't need his foot to spell well. And then uh, Logan goes up... And she gets out. What was me reprised? She's out. Reprised. She's out, and um, she has to go back to her dad's. Who hate losers. And then Rona sings again. This is my other favorite moment. Is when we're down to the final two. <laughs> and things get really exciting. And of course, it's Olive and Barfay, and they kind of have they know the cute little thing. They're both awkward and soft spoken. Well, Barfay's a little outspoken, but Olive's soft spoken, and they've developed a obvious rapport. And so by the end. Olive ends up spelling a word wrong, and Barfay has to spell two to win. That's, Mm -hmm. like, the rule. And they're both singing about it, and eventually she's like, no, it's okay. But she calls him Barf, which is, like, so... I thought was so cute. Yeah. Um, She's like, it's okay. You can spell it right. It's okay that I lose. Because I came in second, and, like, that's great. Right. And then he wins. It's so cute. Uh, What a mature... Like, conclusion to come to at such a young age. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. After coming all that way, too. Yeah, and then at the end, they'd read a sentence or two about what they do. Oh, and so Barfay gets a $200 prize, and then Olive, um, the vice principal, decides to give her, like, a fake $25 prize oh, to yeah. cover the fee yes. that she oh, would have had I to forget. pay. Yes, it's so sweet. That. So cute. And then they read, like, a little yeah. sentence about what they're going to what they do after. Yeah. In their future. Yeah. 
Which is like seventh grade. <laughs> and that's it. And I love that because it's like we get invested in these characters. Yeah. And then you get to a little bit know what happens after. What comes next? It's so good. And rightfully so, she did well on Broadway. Yeah. She ran for a long and like, time. A lot of people know this show. Yeah. This is probably one of the most well-known shows we've that done. we've done, I feel like. Yeah, it ran for 1,136 performances. Wow. From, let's see, 2005 to 2008. That's a long time. It's really good. Makes sense. I could totally see this as a show that people would yeah. come to New York and be like, oh, I wish we could see it, and then see that. Yes. It's, it feels like one of those, like... And I think it's it's cool because there's audience participation. I'm sure, you know, if famous people are going or different, whatever, they could invite all... You know, that's, that's right. a bit... And they also would have special performances of it right. with adults only, 18 or o- older. Yes. So then the, all the jokes would be super dirty, which that just sounds so super fun, fun yeah. hilarious. And so and I it think- did well the awards too. Like it, it got nominated for a bunch, but it won Best Book and Best Performance by a Featured Actor. Yeah. I think this show rightfully deserved all of the above. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't get why more places don't do it. I don't either. I don't either. I'm trying to think like what would be the factor. Like usually I feel like it's like, oh, it's the set. Oh, it's the size of the cast. Oh, it's the orchestra. But this, this is, like, is like no a set. No brainer. No big cast. You just need funny people. Right. And I can't imagine like the orchestrations are that, that thick. Hard. Yeah, like I guess maybe like maybe it's um maybe it's mis uh, I don't know what word I'm looking for. Maybe it's deceivingly difficult because everyone does need to be good at improv. Oh, I see. Some, you know, some people are great musical theater actors, but when it comes to improving, it's like not cute. I see that. You know? Yeah. But I can't. Okay, really, you, you can't can find, find a like, cast. You can of, find like six people. There's <laughs> like six people. Yeah, on this literally. Show, like, like that seems like a little bit yeah. of a cop out, but maybe. But it did really well, and I'm glad it did well. And it was directed by James Lapine, which obviously... Do we need to even, like... Do we need to even go any further into that? Who's like and the cast was King? great. If you know, like, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, if anyone watches fam- uh, Modern Family, he was in there. Like, Celia, Celia Keenan-Bolger, she was Olive. Yeah. Like, one of my... She's one of my favorite actresses, so I just always really admired that. But yeah. they had just a great cast of people. It's just awesome. Overall just, great. Overall great. What was your favorite song? My favorite song. I think my favorite song. Oh my gosh, I really love all of them. I honestly didn't even think about this because I just love this show. I think I like the I Love You song. I always go back to that one. And I think the uh Pandemonium are two that yep. I gravitate towards. But I also just like listening to the album as a whole. <laughs> yeah. I think I Speak Six Languages and so the I Love You song are my favorites. Mm, and then yeah. I like um, Magic Foot. So good. Yeah. It's so sweet. And I also like the the Woe Is Me song. I think that character, I think Logan Schwartz and Gabriela are so funny. Yeah, it's so good. Like her lisp and it's just genius. It's funny. It brings me joy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what would you rate the show? I give it like a ten out of ten. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, there, is this I, our first ten out of ten? I think 10? so. I don't think there's any reason to not give it a ten out of ten, and I've never seen it. 
But I don't think there's any reason to not give it a 10 out of 10. I agree. There was nothing that stood out to me as a flaw. It just felt like its own unique thing. And I accepted everything that it gave me. And, like, understood it and, like, appreciated it. I completely agree. It's, like, it's literally not trying to be anything right. but itself. So I really don't have anything to, like, base it off You can't of. even compare it to yeah. anything. Whoa, Josh. This is our first 10 out of 10. 25. On the 25th episode. Whoa. So we're not suggesting that you listen to it. We're demanding that you listen to it. Because I... I mean, if you haven't heard it, seen it, then like, what are you doing? But you're listening to it now. <laughs> you got to. You got to. You have to. Required listening for our listeners. For our listeners to continue listening, we will have a quiz required <laughs> for you to take. Um, fantastic show, twenty fifth annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, ten out of ten. Wow. Wow. Okay, William Finn, we warmed up with a new brain, and now we're here. And I wonder what we're going to do next week. I don't know if it'll live up to this. I don't know. This the like Now the bar's high. Yeah. Whoa. Well, I guess you're just going to have to check us out next week to see if whatever we choose will live up to this one. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a follow on TikTok and Instagram at WTF underscore BW. A Y. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's WTF underscore B Way on Instagram and TikTok. We post updates every Monday and Wednesday. And now we post a little ticky tacky every eh, Friday, Saturday, sometime on the weekend. We'll keep you guessing. But see you next week. See you then. Spell you later. B Y E. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.